I'm with the actress Jenny Seagrove, and we're not on a stage. We're in a stable. We're in a stable <laughs> with the birds tweeting outside. Exactly. Jenny, what are we doing here? Well, being in a stable gives them a little bit of a clue. Um, this is Main Chant Sanctuary, and uh, Main Chant Sanctuary is tucked away behind Compton in the Surrey Hills. And it's actually a charity that I started ooh, in October 2011. And a very short story. Um, a friend of mine had been basically collecting animals, all sorts, 40 horses, cows, sheep, dogs, cats, ducks, geese, you name it. And unfortunately, she wasn't a charity and she didn't have any particular help so she ran out of money and I'd been supporting her for years because I thought what she was doing was terrific but I, I sort of knew that one day I'd get a call and in August 2011 I got the call which was Jenny they haven't eaten for four days what do I do I was like oh no this is going to change my life so I said okay deep breath we'll form a charity so I rang friends of mine who knew her said will you be a trustee I rang friends and said, will you give me money? Because we had an awful lot of animals to feed and no money. I put my own in, of course. Um, they were in Kent. And to make matters worse, they had to leave there because they were being thrown out. The bailiff was due in a month's time. So I had to find somewhere for that many animals. Which isn't easy. No, it's not easy. No. Um, so I went to see someone. Um, and I sat down in front of him, a well, well-known businessman. And I said... Do you know anyone who's got any land anywhere who might let us just be there for a bit to sort of take a breath? He made a phone call and in five minutes, a business colleague of his had said, yes, I've got 37 acres near Compton. You can have it rent-free wow. from as soon as you want, but you have to understand I'm selling the place, so next spring I need you to leave. And we brought everybody over here and we survived the winter um, and it really was just surviving. And in the spring, um, the man who owned the property said, listen, the sale isn't going quite how I wanted it. Do you want to buy it? And I thought, I can't afford this. It was £900,000, uh, knocking on a million. Um, and I said, well, let me just see if I can persuade somebody else to come in with me. So I thought, I've got a flat in London, which I don't live in, I rent out, um, and I could sell that. So I put it on the market and I persuaded two of my trustees to come in with me. And September of that year, we bought it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> so, so absolutely in totally both feet first. Absolutely. My life changed. Wow. Yes. Um, so the property belongs to not the charity, but to th effectively three trustees, although one is now retired. Um, and my other half stepped in, so the, the property is effectively owned by people who set up a little company to enable the charity. And we called in a wonderful man called James French, who I'd known for years as an animal communicator, and he happens to be my Reiki master. Um, so he and his partner Shelley came in, and two years later they were still with us managing. James has pioneered something called the trust technique, which is an amazing, amazing gentle therapy because of his trust technique i believe that we're now doing work that is completely original and unique in the horse world we both have a passion to try and explain to people that there is a different way of treating animals with regard rather than just using them and horses especially mm. and i thought okay how can we really give horses a value so james and i put our heads together and we thought right with his practitioners and the trust technique we can start doing trust technique with the horses 
because there's a huge reflective empathy with people. And so the Chance for Trust programme is we're just doing a pilot study at the moment. We're going to start properly in September. We're bringing in looked-after kids and some children on the autistic spectrum, and they work one-on-one with a trained practitioner. And the, the trust technique brings thought levels down. It's a form of mindfulness. And the horses come down as well. Now, there are plenty of places who do equine-assisted learning, but none of yes. them benefit the horses. Right. And what so happens it's just is a one-way thing, generally. Correct. But you're looking at a two-way thing. Yes, and and because I can see just from the two children who are with us at the moment how very powerful and how successful it can be, I can see that then we'll be able to set up either mini main chances or he- little healing herds, yes. so we can bring in horses who've been a- abused sort of give them a life back and send them out with practitioners who then can work with them in the community. And that's a way of giving horses another value as a part Absolutely. of the community and, and, you know, really giving something back. And very powerful yeah. as well. Like it's going to take a huge amount of time yeah. because, you know, we're so small and we're just starting. It's a but great idea, though. It's it will really give horses a value in the community. Yeah. Um, and, and they will be in partnership you know, uh, because what happens is the child gets asked, would you like to, to learn to, how to help a horse? And the therapy is a hidden therapy. And the horse, when the child's mind thinking levels comes down, so does the horse's, and it ends up falling asleep. So you've That's got all amazing. these pictures on our website wow. of horses just lying flat out or sitting there with their heads sort of nodding and people sitting next to them. And that's practitioners or visitors getting present with the horses and so the horse is benefiting we're actually rewriting the neural pathways okay um, because the horse's limbic system is the closest of any mammal to that of a human being Um, so there really is a reflective empathy and you know what we found or what James has found with his trust technique is when you take the horse's thoughts right down and they've been very frightened then when they wake up and they've been asleep they kind of like, well, hang on a sec, I, I needn't be so frightened of that. You can do that with Recreated people as well. Yes. yes, I know through meditation and through mindfulness and, and various techniques, yeah. recreating the neural pathways yeah. and taking away the fear. It's retraining your That's brain. That's right, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, It's very powerful. What about your veterinary bills? They're quite high, yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> do you have any lovely vets that volunteer some of their time for free occasionally? Yeah. Or? No, but we've got a very, very lovely vet who I adore who completely understands what we're trying to do. Right, yeah. And she's running an endurance marathon for us. Oh, golly. Yes, yeah, so we, we think our vet is... We love her. We absolutely love her. Let's take a walk around. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so we're walking up our path now. We've, we've left the area where you've got some stables and... The orchard. The orchard. We're just passing our hay yard area. Um, we got a grant for a hay barn. And we got a grant for a trailer and we got a grant for a feed shed. Um, so we've built a kind of where we store the hay and the machinery. And um, yeah, let's walk on up. We've I can see some beautiful horses in front of us already. Fred and Tilly and Bobby. <laughs> Fred and Tilly are the Chelsea couple. <laughs> they are devoted to each other. They're very beautiful. Yes. And big Bobby, he kind of tra- tags along because he's, well, to be honest, he's got cancer and we manage it. But Aww. he is in love with fred and tilly so bless him yeah he's not in pain he's on all sorts of medicines he gets hard feed every day but he is yeah we manage it so how many 
horses do you have here roughly at any one we've time? Got 25 at the moment on site. We've started helping horses off site. So we've got Thelma and Louise, who are a couple of mares in Dunsfold. <laughs> <laughs> So we've rescued them, and James has started a rehab field near there, and we've just taken in two racehorses, and I believe we're about to take in another two racehorses. So our head count, and there's a little Shetland as well that we're helping off-site. So we're up to about 32 that wow. we're helping. But That's some of those, I think Thelma and Louise, because they won't join the main herd and form friendship groups, I think we'll be able to rehome them. Now you see at the top, yeah. that's where probably the rest of the main herd are and you can see up the top there walk with me lots of trees and things this is our garden of remembrance you know being a horse sanctuary you do sometimes lose animals yes um it is it's desperate desperately desperately sad it's heartbreaking we're going to i hope have a pond here a wildlife pond we're just walking across this area of clay um oh another thing we're going to do when we've got the money is there's a woody area here which backs onto this kind of area of clay um, that's got a bit of grass on it now and uh, we're going to fence it off buy a hen hut and get some hens in (laughs) (laughs) so we'll be able to sell main chance eggs absolutely and the other thing I want to do is I want to get a potter's kiln because we've got oh enough gosh. clay and uh, the local councillor came over and he's a potter and he's t- he took some clay away and he's made a pot and he said, yeah, a bit of chalk in the sample I took, but if you've got an area without chalk, which we have, um, it would make good pottery clay. Well, hence you're only a stone's throw away from Watts Gallery. Exactly, so. <laughs> I know. So here's my thoughts. We make our own pots, we grow roses, we've got enough dung, we could do <laughs> sell the, the whole package. So, so who have we got here? We've got some adorable Shetland ponies. Brandy down the end, he was a circus pony. He was one of the original herd that I rescued. They'd uh, hit his knees, and he's got arthritis in his, in his knees because they made him kneel down as part of the circus. We've got Grimbo and Doris, who's got a muzzle on because she's just had suspect... Well, we thought it might be laminitis. I don't, I'm not sure that it was, but when the spring grass came, she went quite lame, so you have to be very careful. Right. So we've muzzled her as a precaution. Um, Grimbo and, to our right, Mr Smith. Mr Smith has a walleye, which means one blue and one brown. And he and Grimbo and Brandy were the, part of the original rescue. Doris came from the New Forest. And in the distance, there's Daisy, who was found walking the streets of Chessington. Oh, my goodness me. Somebody Just... took her in, put her in the garden and rang us. <laughs> Oh no, Sadie often. When oh, there's Horace and Brennan. Okay. Horace is the, the, the black and Brennan is the chestnut. So do you do you often get people just calling up? All the time. Yeah. We have to say no to most of them because mm. we just I'm we'd be full. Space. No, you, we we can't look after what we've got um, responsibly if we just say yes all the time. And it is a huge temptation to say yes, but we do work quite hard to try and help people find a home Thanks for. Yeah. yeah. And if we can't, then we've started helping them you know on on site as it were so uh, Thelma and Louise that we talked about earlier uh, near Dunsfold they were wandering the roads and the, the, the uh, a man took them into his field rang us and said I've got these two mares what do I do and we went well are you okay with them there for the moment he went yes so we send our staff over every other day and we've had the vet there one of them's got or has had strangles so we're paying all the vet's bills we're we're bringing them back to really good health, worming and all of that. We'll do their feet. We'll 
teach them head collars and, and we'll use the trust technique on them to bring them right down into a trusting state. And then we'll see whether he wants to keep them uh, or whether we need to rehome them. But they're not here, they're, they're somewhere else. But that's all right because, yeah. you know, that's how we've been able to help them. Where James has got his rehab field, there's a potential for another possible 30 acres and then 200. So in time, just in time, and when we can afford... Um, to really look after some more horses, then that's something we might just be able to do and hopefully expand, as well as our little mini main chances all over the place. So. Well, that sounds like a perfect idea and uh, a really worthwhile way to help these wonderful, wonderful creatures. We're quite close to the A3 here, aren't we? It is, we? yes, we're very it. close. It's yeah. funny because to see it, we're surrounded by trees and you can hear the birds singing. But at least the horses aren't bothered. No, they don't <laughs> seem to be, great. bless them. No. They really don't. They seem very happy and very yeah. tranquil here, that's yeah. for sure. So, shall we go and meet a couple of volunteers? Yeah. I'm here with a volunteer for the Main Chance Sanctuary called Ashley Stevens. Ashley, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm 25 years old. I'm currently a student at Merrist Wood College. Um, nearly finished my course. Um, I did two weeks in April at the end of April for work experience here at Main Chance and to be honest I haven't been able to leave <laughs> I can't seem to bring myself to walk away it's such an amazing place and it's just it's so peaceful and the horses are so well cared for um, and it's, yeah I, just, I can't I can't seem to leave <laughs> so what does your work involve um, it's morning poo picks around the field it can take a while sometimes especially days like today when there's not as many of us um, used to be hay feeds as well but then we moved them over to a new field so they're no longer having hay feeds so it's just a case of going up there a few of the horses do require separate feeding with medication and things and such like that um, and a lot of it is maintaining fences and water troughs and a lot of it is maintaining the fields as well as the horses so it's not just cuddling horses all day long <laughs> no it it's sounds very, like very hard work, work. especially with poo picking yeah. but it's one of those essentials that has to be yes, done definitely. so what have you been studying at Maristwood? Uh, I'm studying animal management at the moment at college and uh, having done some work experience here what do you think the future holds for you um I mean I did kind of have a clear plan but since coming here it seems to have all changed I'd like to carry on with main chance um, for as long as possible to be honest and follow the horses stories and see how they all get on um, I, I should imagine it doesn't take very long to become very attached to them I think I was pretty much attached by the first day <laughs> I was hooked on the first day to be honest yeah so it doesn't take long at all so yeah I would like to continue here as long as I can and an incredible story I've been talking to Jenny who's told me about the trust scheme that's running mm -hmm. here what do you think about that? It's for those that don't understand it, it is it seems to be kind of something that just doesn't wouldn't work but when you actually know how it works and see it in in action it's really quite something to watch to be honest um and it's an entirely different way to care for horses like it's never not something I've never seen before um and it really does bring to light just how it can benefit not just horses but people as well yeah, that's what Jenny was saying. So um, so you've seen it in action, you've seen some young people with horses together? Yeah, yes, I have. And say a lot of the, um, one of the other regular volunteers, I've seen her up there with one of the horses, and it's, it is quite something to see that bond as well with other people and with the horses. It's quite, it's quite special. 
Yeah, I was going to say, horses are special animals anyway, aren't they? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> I, yeah, I wish you the best of luck. This seems like an incredible place to work and also a fantastic location. Mm. It's, it's just right in the middle of nowhere, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's very peaceful. It's very nice. Sometimes it's, you just want to stand there and just be with the horses because it's so quiet and so peaceful up here, so it's lovely. <laughs> Brilliant. Ashley, I do wish you the best of luck. Thank you Thank very you. much for your time. Thank you. <laughs> I've got Roger Foreman here, the site manager of Main Chance. Roger, tell me uh, a little bit about your work here and how long have you been here with Main Chance? Um, I've only been here since uh, November time. I've basically taken over as site manager just to kind of move things on a bit, get the infrastructure sorted a bit more. But my role really is multi-skilled. I kind of coordinate the volunteers, plan the jobs which need to be done, as well as kind of um, do a lot of maintenance on the site. I also deal with the horses as well, so it's kind of multitasking, really. So it's A lot to do, a very busy job yeah, it by is, the sound actually, of it. Yeah. And, and also you've got quite a lot of land here, so... Yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's just under kind of 50 acres, so it's a fair bit to do. You've got the kind of management of the fields and the movement of the horses. And know. how many volunteers, roughly, do you have? I have roughly about 30 uh, you know, students from the local colleges, etc., kind of come here and end up coming back. Uh, they, get, they get a bit hooked on it. Well, they do. It's not it's not surprising. I mean, it's it's an incredibly friendly place to be. It's a quite a vibrant sort of um, peaceful setting. You know, if you've got a fairly heavy workload, be it at college or at work or whatever, to come here, it, you kind of just lose all that sort of pressure. Very de-stressing environment. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I've really fallen on my feet coming here because you've got that kind of lovely place to work. You've got a lovely crew, lovely volunteers, a lovely team sort of um, uh, which is running the place. I mean, the volunteers, I mean, they're the bulk of what we do, really. 99% of the work we do is done by volunteers. All I do is allocate them jobs to do. We could not survive without the volunteer aspect of things, so it's really, really, really important. So, so are you here 24-7? Yes, I live on site. Uh, we've got a couple of me and a, another groom live on site. I'm here 24-7. Um, I do get days off. So I was, was going to say, I hope you get some yeah, time. <laughs> it's a nice place to work, so I can't complain. And what would you say uh, to any person that's thinking about, you know, would love to come somewhere like this to volunteer? Well, all I can actually say is um, contact us, um, come over, have a chat, have a look around the place. And, if, you know, there's always, if you can't do a certain job, we will find something for you where you, you would feel comfortable. So um, please, please volunteer. Please come down, have a look around. That's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time. And what a fantastic place to work. I do envy you. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I'm with Dawn Hatchings Decker. <laughs> That's a wonderful name. Where did that come from? Um, well, I'm actually Bob Hutchings, one of the other volunteers' daughter, and uh, because of my uh, professional uh, qualifications as an architect, when I got married, I decided I didn't want to lose the Hutchings bit, so I tacked the decker on the end. Quite right, too, I have to say. <laughs> um, well, tell me, Dawn, you're an architect, but you're also a volunteer. Yeah, I um, came to Main Chance just over three years ago when two horses we'd been looking after, Gwen and Phyllis, uh, were rehomed here and uh, haven't escaped three years later. Jenny discovered that uh, my background was uh, an architect 
and so has utilised my services for all our planning applications to set up the sanctuary and whenever we had a barn and um, everything else going forward. And we've obviously got new plans and new developments uh, ahead of us with the trust technique and the chance for trust. And so we want to actually develop our sanctuary and have accommodation to train and uh, provide facilities for the disabled, so ramps and toilets and things like that. Yeah, so there's there's lots going on here. I mean, the charity hasn't been going very long, and already there are buildings that have gone up. Jenny said there wasn't hardly anything here when they first came here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, where we're sitting now was an open shed, and this was then converted into two stables and our staff room. Um, I have a bit of a knack for nicking items off of people who want to kindly donate. So my contractors have donated things like kitchen units, flooring, petitioning, carpets. Brilliant. No no wonder Jenny doesn't (laughs) want to let you go. Um, And anything that we kind of need. If I I can get somebody to donate something for us that we can then utilise to build with, then we do. And Well, talking to Roger, the on-site manager, he was saying the work here is very varied. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Um, We are always looking for volunteers and they can be doing anything from cutting grass to painting a field shelter to chopping trees to fencing to um, the general horsey stuff, day to day stuff. So we're always after more people and and people with skills, any any builders out there that that have got a spare Saturday and want to come and help us put something up, we can always find a, a job for them. Brilliant. We'll definitely put the word out about that. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about Bob. (laughs) Um, Bob is my father. Uh, He's uh, 78 this year um, and has been coming here with me since we rescued the the, the mares and foals. And he uses this as his... um, weekly work activity um, he normally gets down here about 11 and works till about three and makes all sorts of things from the fencing outside which was pallets which he cut in half and shaped and stained and turned into a picket fence wow. um, to recycling picnic tables to you name it he will be on the end of a hammer he turns up with his car which is normally has a boot full of tools and uh, he's part of a fixture and fitting here and they love him and, and as his daughter it's great because it gets him out of the house and gives him something to, to do. Um, the mares and foals, Gwen and Phyllis, um, Gwen and Phyllis are named after my late mother um, who we lost Aww. five years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. And, and it's given him a new lease a of new life, lease of life oh, and, and a purpose and a reason to get out of bed in the morning because he's got people who are relying on him to turn up. Um, he is a force of nature. He's out today raising money at a garden centre this morning and then going off to a village fake this afternoon. So aside from the actual DIY bit, uh, he goes off and fundraises. Well, and also took part in the Guildford District Rotary Club sponsored walk fairly recently with your team of oh, quite a lot of you. That Fifteen took part. of us. Fifteen, took part. my word, and you raised about three thousand pounds. Yep, we should on the, when we get all the money in um, have about fifteen, about three thousand pounds. But uh, yeah, Dad. Uh, Went off and uh, scrounged money off of people with his, his um, I, here I am, this 78-year-old man that's going to walk 13k for a load of horses and I've got two artificial hips and an artificial knee. So I, That uh, bit I didn't know. <laughs> I, I knew Bob took part because he had a lovely sweatshirt with Bob written on the back of it so you couldn't miss it. 
that was uh, him off out and uh, doing his bit for, for the horses. And what a remarkable man. He is. We opened to the public um, the last Sunday of the month, um, but it's by appointment only. And we have our big summer open day on the Sunday, the 30th of August. So uh, Ooh, for those people... Put in the diary. Yeah, those people who'd like to come and we'll do proper tours of the big tours of the park and hopefully we'll have some stalls and all sorts of good things so people can find out more about us. Dawn, thank you so much for your time. That's all right. And uh, all I can say is the world needs more people like you and your dad. Thank you very much. He's a, he is a star. Jenny, it's been fantastic having a look around this wonderful place and you are truly doing some amazing work here. And you can tell the volunteers and the people I've spoken to truly love coming here and they really feel passionate about everything that you're doing here and all the work. And if people want to know more about your organisation, how would they go about doing that? I'd say look on our website. We've just, God bless them, Room 11, who are an amazing design studio in Godalming, made us a website. They didn't charge us a penny. And I think there's a lot of information there that will give you a sense of it. And if you like what you're looking at, then the next step is to get in touch and come and see us. And then you might might want to get involved on some level, whether it's admin or whether it's on-site. You know, we'd love to hear from people. Jenny, thank you so much for your time. And your enthusiasm, and I wish you the best of luck with everything you're doing here. Thank you, and thank you to you, because you also are a volunteer and give your time, and it's it's lovely. It's special. Well, I enjoy, I just love speaking to people like you that are so passionate about a cause that they believe in. Well, still, thank you. You're very welcome. Brooklyn's Radio.